Welcome, everyone, to the No Sevens Podcast. I am one of the hosts, Caleb, joined by David Deloge and Silas Walker. This week, we are reviewing, discussing, talking about The Invisible Man, the 2020 version of The Invisible Man, because apparently there was an old version of this movie, uh, which I was only vaguely familiar of. It came out, like I, like I mentioned, in February of 2020, directed by Lee Wanell, uh, starring Elizabeth Moss, Oliver Jackson Cohen, Harriet Dyer, and I'm just going to stop there because, to be honest with you, I don't know who any of these people are um, because that's just how I operate. But, fellas, what do you think? Let's dive right in with our, what is the next thing on here? Uh, no spoiler reviews? Uh, I like this movie a lot more than I thought I would. A um, couple things really stood out to me that I liked about it. Uh, the cinematography. I mean, I thought the acting was well well done as well. Um, yeah. I mean, those alone carried it pretty, pretty good for me. Do you have an over-under? Uh, I'm going to say over. Alright. Uh, I like this movie. I had... I did, I did, I do agree with Alice with, uh, like, I enjoyed the cinematography. I didn't think it was poorly done, uh, but I did have a little bit of a hard time after I had watched it deciding whether it was an, an over or an under for me. And I think I'm going to go over, and that's all I'll say so far. Caleb, you're up. Yeah, I actually, for the first time ever, I think, and, well, at least in the history of this podcast, had already seen the movie that we were going oh. to watch. So, uh, yeah, I'd already seen this one. Um, but regardless, I enjoyed it. I, I'm i typically not a huge like horror movie, scary movie uh, guy. But this is, I would not necessarily classify in that realm. It's very much thriller exciting kind of i mean there are i guess some scary aspects to it uh but i like that so i was able to enjoy it more than maybe a typical like scary movie scary film um but i really liked it overall um i would have to probably go over as well on the rating however david i get what you're saying this is one of those that to me could could kind of easily fall into the seven range uh but i am going to end up you know going over on it all right, uh, let's get into our spoiler in three, two, one. Invisibility clothes. <laughs> she <laughs> kills him. He's invisible. Spoiler. She kills him. That's pre- that's a better spoiler. Thank you, Sal. Oh, I mean, you kind of expect that, given that. Well, maybe not. That she's gonna kill him. You, you. That's your like almost preferred outcome. You know that she survives and like. Yeah, I guess yeah. so. Um, let me get to my discussion questions. I'm sorry. So I took a lot of notes on this movie. Uh, my first discussion question, what even is a world leader in optics? (laughs) (laughs) I I was kind of thinking about that, but I mean, I guess it'd almost be more of a world leader in what would that be? Like military. I Uh, what's, what's a, Oh my goodness! The Batman camouflage. What's the department uh, Morgan Freeman isn't is in charge of? 
He's in R and D. Oh, research yeah, and development. Yeah, it'd be like R and D. That's what I think. That's like a pretty broad. Like anything could be R and D, though. Like yeah. Um, I mean, even optics itself yeah. is pretty broad. A world leader in optics. So, it's like okay, are you talking about binoculars? <laughs> are you talking about yeah? You know, like there's a lot that falls under that umbrella. Uh, my real first discussion question is: Were you scared watching the movie? You know, I was thinking if. I don't usually get scared by much, like, at all, easily. But if I was a little more tired, this one maybe could get me. Because, you know, I'm in my apartment alone at night watching this creepy movie. So, close, yeah. I was scared. Yeah, it doesn't take... Well, I was going to say, it doesn't take much to scare me. (laughs) Uh, So, especially when it comes to movies. um, But this is one of those things where especially well I'll, I'll just say this the reason i hate or don't like horror movies very much especially when there's like paranormal activity involved is because you can't see it <laughs> and like, like that's what creeps me out so much so like you know if it's like a like i watched it you know the new it movie which maybe it's not like a, a true like pure horror movie but like you see Pennywise all the time. Like eventually, you just get like, oh, okay. Well, I know who the scary person is. I know who the bad guy is. But like with paranormal stuff or this, you know, it's like that's what freaks me out. Is because like you don't know where it's coming from. You don't know how to stop it. And so yeah, I wouldn't. This is definitely. Would you all creepy put this in the horror category? Uh, I would put it. I think it. I saw on IMDb or the internet somewhere that it was like a thriller. Which okay, I think that's, is probably more accurate. It's like a thriller versus a horror. It's definitely yeah. not like a, a pure horror, but it does use a lot of some of the same techniques, I guess. So. Yeah, I really don't watch yep. horror, but I do enjoy a good thriller, which I thought this was. Um, yeah. I was scared. I, at one point, did call the dog into the room to oh, comfort me, and he was not very helpful. Uh, he wouldn't get up on the couch, which is kind of like hit or miss with him. You know, it depends on his mood. Uh, I I guess it was better than watching alone, but I can't remember what scene it was exactly. But I did get scared. I will confess that after the movie, because uh, I watched it pretty late at night and it was dark, did I maybe feel the air just to make sure there wasn't <laughs> an invisible man there? It's possible that I did that. <laughs> Just to double check, what was the what was the scariest scene uh, for you guys? Um, I think for me the scene when she is in the attic. Oh yeah, that's how I'd say the attic scene. I was getting a little more spooked, like like when she still thought he was dead, and like he was messing with the sheets and like taking pictures Mm -hmm. of her while she was sleeping. Oh. And then the yeah. stove when he like burned the stove, yeah. Or turned the heat up on it. I did that. I, the turn the heat up on the stove. I liked because uh, I was like, okay, that's really subtle, but also like very menacing. Um, did you guys think like I for like until we were like sure that there was really like like he was real, and even even like kind of like farther into the movie. I was kind of like, wait, is there actually, it's like, is he actually invisible or is she just like crazy? And what, like, I was thinking like, what if like he's actually dead and she's just like totally 
like crazy and is actually doing all of this stuff that he's doing to herself, right? Because like her burning the the eggs or whatever, like we, you never, you can't really actually like see the knob turn. So it could have just been legitimately that she just like burnt them. You know what I mean? Man, that would have been such a like better movie in my head. I thought when um, her sister died, I thought that that scene made me think that it was like actually in her head because like the, and I think it was just because of the way that it was shot. Like it looks like she legitimately like catches the knife versus like him, like putting it into her hand. Yeah. Um, it was really fast. Yeah. I had to actually like rewatch that scene several times to kind of understand what happened. And the way that scene was shot, I was like, like she caught that, like that's her head. So, but it turned out he was real. So did you all expect the sister to die? No. I didn't see that coming at all. Yeah, I was caught pretty off guard by that. Caleb, I know you've seen this before, but did you expect that? No, I, and um, just to kind of comment on, I guess, the overall discussion, I never really considered that she was crazy. I mean... I didn't really either, even, but it, it would have been like a great like twist. Yeah, no, for sure. I, I guess I just took for granted or just you know assumed this movie is called The Invisible Man, like... He he is in one way or the other real. You know he's invisible. So uh, whether it was, I didn't necessarily know that it was going to be the like invisibility cloak mm-hmm. thing. Uh, but I I thought it's either like kind of paranormal stuff or he's literally found a way to become invisible. So, um, but yeah, I mean the the sister dying was kind of crazy. It just, uh yeah, it just the whole thing. It kept. I mean, it keeps you on the edge of your seat because you're wondering how it's happening, what's going to happen next. I mean, I, I was, you know, entertained to say the least. Were you guys also, like alarmed? Sorry, go ahead, Tyler. Oh, I was just going to say, um, I was just going to comment on how much of a psychopath he was. Like, Oh, yeah. And kind of kind of brilliant, too. Like, just randomly punching the the daughter of the, her friend. And yeah. then, man, he just did so many smart things. Uh, that was really trying. interesting at her that scene was really interesting because at first i watched that scene again a couple times too because at first i was like how on on, like how would she possibly think that like cecilia had punched her because she was like all the way across the room but he like waited until like uh oh i forget the what the girl's name was sydney sydney i think but he waited until she was like looking down um and then like hit her and I was like, Oh, she wasn't like looking. So that was kind of an intense scene. Anyway, uh well, let me get back. Were we anticipating something? Uh let's uh, we'll talk about that later. I was because uh, we should talk about the cinematography stuff first and then we'll get into the plot. Uh but Silas, you actually sent us a screenshot of <laughs> a, a particular shot of the movie that you liked. So did you like the uh the camera work and stuff like that? Yeah, I mean, I thought that was maybe the best part of this whole movie. Uh, just they built tension, I felt, really well with the space they left around her. And mm-hmm. almost in every shot, there's like a certain amount of space. And I don't know if it's just from watching um, like Haunting of Hill House and Bly Manor, 
that I was looking for like movement in all the spaces they left. Oh yeah. But I felt like that's what they wanted you to do by leaving so much space and like oh. but leaving just enough space for another human. Yeah. Thing. And like the ninety degree angles, there are a lot of shots just kinda like perpendicular yeah. to Yeah, perpendicular to like the stove shot and then the one I sent you guys with her looking down the ladder, which I really liked. Yeah, I noticed that you did a lot of like those sort of like a, a wider shots and like uh, slow pans and like stuff like that where it was just kind of, uh, there was, yeah, like a lot of room for like the Invisible Man could be in there somewhere. Uh, the one one scene that I thought was really scary and I can't remember if it was shot particularly well or not, but the scene where she's like outside in the cold and she like breathes out and there's like the, um, the, the like frost on her breath and then he breathes and there's like frost like right next to her and then, <laughs> but she doesn't see it it's like uh, he's right there um do you know i don't know if you looked at any trivia but i don't know how they did like the invisibility like how did like did they have a guy for her to interact with that was like in a green suit or was it just like there was nothing there and she was like do you know how they sh- did kind of created that effect i don't um I think I saw some behind-the-scenes footage okay. at one point, and it's exactly like what you said, David. They had like an actual guy that they were able to edit mm-hmm. out, and like during the, especially like during the fight sequences, yeah. um, who was interacting, you know, pulling. Like there were so many like quick pulls and stuff that would be hard to replicate with like special effects. So, um, I mean, it's been a little bit since I saw that behind the scenes, but I think for most of it, that's how they. Just reading the trivia now, it says Winnell and his crew used a combination of old school techniques and state of the art CGI wizardry to bring the man to life um, using, like you said, Caleb, fully green uh, suited actor. Sorry for the sirens. Um, And also just putting wires around her and pulling her around. Yeah. yeah, I was kind of curious. That I guess the main like first like fight where he like attacks her for the first time is like I guess the main scene where it's kind of like you needed more because some of it like is just kind of like he's there somewhere, but like he's not really doing anything other than like being being, being like a menacing presence. <laughs> yeah. So, but that was the first scene where I was like, I didn't know how they I was kind of curious how they like shot it and made it. Uh, you know, look like she was fighting an invisible person. Um, what about the, what do you guys think about the music or kind of like the lack thereof? Uh, I didn't even think about that until you said that. Um, yeah, I don't think there really was like an overuse of music. Obviously, there was a little bit. I think when she walked into the bathroom and noticed the bottle of uh, pills, I think there's a sudden twinge of music and that's the only time i remember seeing the music really yeah they did like some like inception horns like, <laughs> suspenseful hmm. parts but there wasn't really very much i feel like at least maybe in the first part of the movie there wasn't really very much like music like it was mostly just like silent which i guess is maybe important because like you're kind of trying to like I don't know. yeah yeah uh so let's talk about elizabeth moth's Moths, moths, mosses. What's her last name? Moss. Moth. <laughs> Sorry. Moss. Sorry, sure. Miss Moss. Your name is not Moth. It's Elizabeth Moss. 
acting mm. performance. You know, in a lot of ways, it's like, uh, oh, Tom, Tom. I'm not going to help you on this one. That guy. Oh, boy. We have said his name so many times over the past two. Hanks. <laughs> <laughs> You know, in a lot of ways, like Tom Hanks' performance, you know, having to interact with something <laughs> like nothing, basically, yeah. uh, and convince. I mean, she did a. She wasn't trying to convince anyone that she was crazy, but because of what she was going through, she did a very good job of coming across as medically, like clinically insane, even though she was interacting with an invisible force yeah. that was actually there. So, like, that was very impressive that she could do that and that she did it so well. Um, but yeah, yeah, I was thinking, I cannot believe I, I was thinking the same thing, Caleb, uh, when I'm watching this, I was thinking about just performances and things you have to do on your own and kind of manifest some emotions. That's pretty tricky. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely felt like she was the, uh, I guess runaway, like she was definitely the strongest, uh, actor, I think. In the, uh, well, she was the, lead. yeah, I guess that's <laughs> good. You wouldn't want to. <laughs> be the lead and be the the flop but uh yeah i definitely felt like her i almost feel like without her being such a good actress it would not have been it almost would have been like kind of like all like a the like b horror movies where it's like the acting just isn't that good and it kind of like takes you out of the movie a little bit you know what i'm talking about yeah like most horror movies ever yeah, like there's not a whole lot of horror movies where they have like a, a composite cast of like a lot of really strong lead actors. It's kind of like that, like like the Annabelle series or whatever, where it's like none of the actors are particular, like they're not bad actors, but they're not, you know, A-listers, so to speak. She's been right. in some, like a lot of other things, hasn't she? I know she's in The Hands yeah. Maiden Tale, which I've never seen, but uh, yeah, I've never seen like it she- either. Is she in a lot of horror movies, or am I just imagining that? I don't think I've seen her in any of these. She was in Mad Men. Uh, Maybe that's where I've seen her. It almost seems like she's more of a TV actor than movies. Uh, uh, It says she was in Us. Uh, Oh. That's one of the things she's known for. I think she was like one of the... Well, I won't spoil Us, but... (laughs) um, admin she has a very distinctive face yeah don't you think yeah uh she's not necessarily like the i guess like a conventional it doesn't fit like the stereotypical like hollywood actress like archetype i guess yeah yeah uh but she's a very good actress agreed um all right let's talk about the plot because i feel like that's where the the bulk of our discussion would be uh first of all did you see the part okay well actually let's go back to the thing i want to talk about earlier which was the her sister getting murdered uh in the attic scene which that entire just the fact that she went into the attic in the first place is kind of bonkers but (laughs) uh she like there's like the the knife inside the ziploc bag did you guys see that coming in terms of like she just kind of picked that up and was like what is this knife and why is it in a Ziploc bag? I definitely had a feeling it was for, it was some kind of setup. Like there's no reason for him to have it in a plastic bag other than that. He's yeah. got her 
prints on it. I was going to use it for something yes. nefarious. So, but I, I thought he was going to try and like uh, use it to kill her and then make it look like she committed suicide. Suicide. Uh, did I not thought expect. he was going to try and make it look like she killed him or something. Oh, that's because, yeah, that is interesting since, since he's like, you know, at this dead. point, right. Already dead. And, and like, they're like, the body's gone. Like, you know, cause she was like, he's not dead. And like kind of that crazy, you know, the crazy eyes and they're like, the body's gone, you know, all this stuff. So that would have been, I, you know, admittedly, didn't notice anything odd about it being in a plastic bag. So, uh, really, that didn't like I tend, that didn't raise any alarm bells for you. No, I mean, <laughs> I <laughs> you know you know how I do. I mean, I don't question a lot of stuff when it comes to movies. I just watch and take it in, and then when it all plays out, I'm like, oh, okay. That you know now it makes sense. Now I think about it, but um, I'm a very I w- maybe this is I guess is a good way to describe it a very passive viewer. So you guys like taking notes and stuff, being able to do that. If I tried to do that, I don't know that I would even catch much of the actual plot, you know, uh, to be completely so, honest, the last movie I took notes for was Jojo rabbit. Uh, here we go. You're, you're letting the whole team down. <laughs> My notes are not that like elaborate. It's literally just like stream of consciousness. Like, uh, and that's what mine are too. It's like, not, oh, that's suspicious. <laughs> Knife in bag? Question mark. That's what it would have been. Yeah, my uh, one of the things in my notes that I do want to talk about uh, the scene where um, it's like the first scene where she's like starts to like think that he's invisible. Where like she looks at the chair and she it kind of looks like there's somebody sitting in it. Oh yeah. And then she throws the like the blanket over it and there's nothing there. And then he's like standing on the blanket and so she calls James into the room and he's like Adrian will haunt you if you'd let him and he's like leaning over the bed and I was like that dude's triceps are so defined it was like these little like right angles like sticking out of his arm like man he's pretty built though yes so anyway that's Uh, what I'm that's what I'm taking notes on is people's triceps (laughs) I do have a just has triceps. I do have a further comment on that scene. How do you all think he did that with the chair, and didn't like sit in the chair and then dive out of it, making a crashing sound when she threw the blanket? Well, he probably just sat in the chair and then got. But then, how did he get out so quick when she threw it? Like, I think I don't think I think so. I think he probably like sat down in the chair and then stood up, and then there was like an imprint from where Uh, he sat. You think I just held the imprint? Okay. Yeah. Must have been a memory foam chair. Well, you know, like if you sit in a chair, like it'll kind of like, you know. That's true. I didn't think about that. So if he had just been sitting there for like a while, like because he kind of like pulled the blankets off or whatever. He was like waiting, you know, trying to like wake her up. So if he had been like sitting there. He's like, ah. You know. Yeah. He's like, I guess I'll take a seat. If he'd been sitting there for a while and then got up, like the imprint might be there for a sec. And then, um. Did you guys see uh, the thing with the brother coming? Man, I did not. That's kind of why I think I like this movie a little bit more than I thought I would. Because so many things caught me by surprise. Like the brother, uh, like I already mentioned. Oh, goodness. Now I'm forgetting. I'm having a lot of trouble with my thoughts tonight. Uh, You 
what else what caught me by surprise? The oh, the dying. sister. Yes, yes. Thank you. Yeah, I think all the things that just caught me by surprise uh, boosted my opinion of this movie. There were a lot of twists and just, I mean, I guess unexpected events that happened, which keeps the suspense high. You know, I think obviously it just goes into the overall entertainment value of the movie. So. Yeah, the brother, he was also quite a psycho and yeah, yeah also pretty evil. Yeah, I did not see that coming. Uh, like you, didn't. you kind of have this sneaking suspicion when you first see him, and then you're like, at least I was like, nah. I mean, he seems on the up and up. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of especially when he gave like the whole, my brother's using me. Like I was yeah, to yeah, yeah, that whole like speech, that, that whole angle. Yeah, I mean that it's a sob story, and it's like, okay, I believe you because like she knows how controlling and possessive he was so it, it makes total sense that he would be like that with his brother and so it's like that just that little inkling of sympathy was enough to you know i guess build the trust or whatever and i'm sure that he was manipulating him too like oh yeah i mean yeah i didn't see it coming but i did notice in the scene in the parking lot where his like suit is kind of malfunctioning and he's like talking to her and threatening her i was kind of like man he's like kind of a little bit more like tubby than I thought he was. <laughs> so apparently that was just his brother. So I guess that makes more sense in that scene. But tubby. Yeah, well, I was just like, he's not quite, uh, you know, I thought he was going to be a little more fit looking, but he had a little bit of a, a little belly, just a little belly. I mean, I was thinking, is there any way, is there any way it really could have been the brother the whole time? And she ended up just killing her husband for like no reason what do you mean her husband yeah if it was wait were they married really were they not i i did not get that wow okay okay. i mean they were living together and she was the heir to all his money and they were he's wanting to have a baby with her so i I guess i just assumed they were i guess they could not i guess i just assumed they weren't married (laughs) (laughs) it's a crazy world we live in all the normal not, assumptions I mean, you can make about a married should, couple. I guess no, if they're living together, they should be married. I guess there right. was no um, I, I I will say I never had that indication either. I was kind of like with David, but like going through the IMDb, um, just kind of refreshing and everything, it says that it always refers to him as her husband. Okay. So oh. maybe it was somewhere written or maybe just assumed. But regardless, you know, I guess we can say that they were married yeah did you do you all think there's any chance that uh her husband was innocent and it was the brother the whole time manipulating him uh i mean i don't think so but it's kind of an interesting thing to think about since it's no left well i think i felt like at the end right where she has that conversation with him and he's like like i don't remember what he said but it shouldn't come as a surprise and it was like it was him being like, yeah, it was me. Yeah, because he did yeah. say surprise uh, yeah. multiple times yeah, that was to okay. her while he was invisible. Oh, so, uh, okay, this maybe is a biased question, but uh, do you feel like there were any plot holes? And if so, mm. oh, <laughs> Caleb walked off screen while I was looking at my notes and I was like, he's gone invisible. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, just my 
heat, my heat kicked on, which I feel like you guys can hear from. I mean, it's so loud. It's okay. So I'll just take it out. I had to flip it off. Take it out and post. I mean, that is your job. <laughs> uh, do you feel like there were plot holes? I felt like there were plot holes. I'm not going to even comment on this. Really? I, I didn't. I, <laughs> I'm not one to to analyze the plot or the holes or the lack thereof. Well, these aren't like, these aren't like, these aren't like narrative like arc flaws. These are like plot holes of like, wait a minute. How, like, how could that have happened? Well, or? like, for example, like, why, why does like the one time, like, why, why is it that the one night that like everything goes down and she like escapes the, you know, psychiatric ward, like her brother just ha- like his brother just happens to be the one in the suit instead of him. Like, well, what's the deal with that? Like he just randomly was like, Hey bro, you're, uh, you're putting on the suit tonight. Like, and there wasn't really any reason for that. You know, like I mean, just, I feel like that was the same day that the brother came to see her. Right. Yeah. But then he left. Or did he? Um, that's a good but point. anyways, yeah, because he could have had the suit. I do feel like they were probably taking shifts or something, so maybe it was just his day off, hmm. you know? Because oh. could It's not like <laughs> it's not like he could. They could be with her every single day, and I guess you would assume that she would take drastic measures right after she met with him and like made her the offer about the baby. Um, I guess maybe they were taking shifts. I don't know. I just felt like, and kind of like, let me see if I can get find some notes, but. Or maybe there were two of them in the room, and he was the only one who got shot. Oh. Uh, well, that doesn't make sense because there was only one of them fighting. So That's true. The other thing that kind of bothered me, I guess this was a major thing, was like after she like broke his suit at first a little bit, right, and like stabbed it with the pen and it started malfunctioning. Like it started malfunctioning, but only like whenever he didn't need it to like really be functioning. So like the entire time he was like fighting James, like it was working perfectly. And it was kind of like, hmm. okay, like, come on. Like, you can't just, like, have the suit. Like, it was just a little bit annoying for it to be, like, the suit is malfunctioning. But whenever it's, like, really important that he's invisible, like, he's invisible. And he doesn't have to worry about it. And that was a little bit, like. I mean, that's the theatrics of it. Yeah, but I guess, like, just a little bit. That's the beauty of the art. Oh, you're right. I mean, it is, at the very least very convenient yeah. that, it was very you know, convenient that's exactly oh your right. suit malfunctions in the dark and rain where nobody can really see you anyway so. but it wouldn't have been much of a movie if he just like if james came home and was like oh there's a guy like glitching out in my living room bang bang <laughs> yeah also paint would not Fair wash enough, off yeah. that fast there's no, no way he could have. i was that. i was a little bothered by that like what did he climb his whole self into the sink <laughs> like, what's what's up with that and it was Take there wasn't any the mess dog. anywhere else in the kitchen. It was like he just dunked his head under. Yeah, I was like, there's no, absolutely no way that paint. And honestly, I just think it would be so much harder to like actually get go around being invisible than like you would think it would be, because like people oh, can still hear yeah. you and like smell yeah. you and yeah. all that kind of stuff. That's what I was gonna. I was gonna bring that up. It's like, have you guys ever? You're like playing a prank on a friend or whatever. Maybe they have their eyes closed or they just don't know that you're there. How hard it is to sneak up on somebody. And when they move, like you can't move fast enough. It's like you're never that quick. And it's just like you're you're going to bump into each other. I feel yeah. like there's so many times they should have bumped. Like, what was that game we played when we 
we're moving out of the the house. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like that's kind of in a, the dark. That's yeah. kind of an experience we can all kind of relate to. Yeah, that's exactly right because it's like, especially when you're the one hiding. Mm-hmm. It's like you're hiding in the dark. You can see everybody; they can't see you. And it's like you're trying to like scrunch up, and it's like you can't move fast enough to like get out of their way. Even when you're the one it's searching, one it's like if you just are totally still and listen, you can almost hear people breathing or like. Yeah. I guess that is. I don't know if that's considered a plot hole, David. But I don't know if it's a plot hole, but something something to consider. Maybe this. Maybe we don't know all the specs of the suit, so maybe that had some like sound deadening technology as well as. Optics, I guess. Yeah, just that optics. was another thing I didn't. And we're kind of. This is why it was like I had trouble with it. it was like I was kind of watching the movie. I was like, I don't know if this is like breaking an eight for me, you know? Of like, and I was like, it's not. Uh, you know, it's not bad. Like I'm definitely, like I'm definitely scared. Like it's definitely suspenseful. I'm feeling the, you know, the feeling of suspense they want me to feel. But I was just wasn't like it wasn't cracking an eight for me, and so I'm kind of was kind of like I don't know I think just some of the like the suit was like I felt like I don't know if you guys felt like this isn't a plot hole but like I felt like as soon like in the first fight scene like it, him being in the house like that entire time like where you like didn't know where he was that all was super scary as soon as he actually started fighting her I was like this is not scary at all. Because, like, you knew where he was. Yeah, I agree. I mean, that's kind of the whole psychological thing, isn't it? What uh, what you don't know is more mm-hmm. scary than something you know. It's location or yeah. you know what it is. Right. It takes all the power away from, like, the, that that um, entity that, exactly. you know, has been creeping over you. And, I mean, I, I like movies that are more based in reality than uh, paranormal or even sci-fi-esque which i guess this would kind of be there because the technology isn't real but i like the fact that it wasn't like oh he was struck by lightning and now he's invisible or has invisible powers you know (laughs) yeah it it would have been worse i didn't love the invisibility suit because it made it i think it did maybe take away a little bit of the scariness of it but i think it would have been a, a sillier movie if he had to had some sort of like supernatural way of being invisible and and i think the like keeping it a question was probably the way to make it a little more scary longer but i think having the paint be like a partial reveal was probably Mm -hmm. a good move just because you don't actually see it you see yeah some form of it that hints at what it actually is yeah like you can see that it's not just hitting like a, hu- a normal human body. Yeah. It's like if he if he himself was physically invisible, then like He'd it would just outline his face. Be- yeah. <laughs> I guess he's got cameras suit, so he can. Uh, did you feel like? Yeah. How did how did he? That's, see? A, that's kind of a good question. I just <laughs> out of it. I kind of just assumed because all the suit was like covered like- in like all those cameras, right? So they could like see what was around them and like. like figure out how to project it or whatever uh, assuming is how kind of how the suit was working i mean it's almost like a little bit it's becoming more plausible anyways with like the 360 cameras because that's kind of what those all like looked like 
Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if some sort of technology like this starts cropping up. Maybe the military already has it. Yeah, probably. I'll probably get you. Maybe they're in our house right now. <laughs> <laughs> It'll probably get you put into like for like uh, like stealth planes and stuff like that. Uh, Do you feel like there was a, a deeper meaning in the film? And if so, what do you think it was? Uh, revenge. <laughs> what? I was just joking, but I said revenge. Revenge. That's the deeper meaning. No. Uh, I don't know. I I didn't really have know if there was or not. I felt like it was maybe like, oh, we're all like like a metaphor, like we're watched. Yeah, or I mean, you can almost extrapolate a deeper meaning out of anything, but you know. I think was maybe was it Silas you quoted one of the lines or maybe I guess David you said like don't let Adrian haunt you or whatever Mm -hmm. it's like we can let actual non-existent stuff haunt us in real life and like just cause us to like control everything we do you know be paranoid or whatever things that aren't actually there you know so there's that aspect of like just that uh, invisible thing that haunts us and and controls our life in a sense and trying to let that go and realize that it's not actually there i mean that could you can maybe make an argument for that but uh, yeah i mean that's that's about as deep as i get trying to think about that david makes me think about uh the beginning and the ending because those are like the hardest parts and um the hardest parts of i think storytelling and i think of you know, it's the showing the journey of that she's been through or any character has been through. So at the beginning, you have her like super paranoid, running away, looking behind her all the time. And then at the end, I thought it was just noticeable that she looked straight ahead. She never like glanced or looks over her shoulder or anything. She's uh, now like, I don't know, she feels safe or she feels confident, you know. Gotcha. That's, that's all kind of I know. Uh, did you guys like the ending? Did you see it coming? What did you think of the end of the movie? I didn't necessarily see it coming, the way that it happened. But as I mean, I love seeing the bad guy lose. So you know, I liked it. I thought you know that's one of those kind of my signature phrase. You know, it's like one of those satisfying moments. So um, you know, I'm not gonna argue about it. Um, I didn't really. I didn't really like it, but it, it sufficed. Um, now that you've like talked about it a little bit, David, I kind of think um, it could have been more fun or interesting, at least, to have like another major twist, like she imagined it all herself or something. Mm. Or I don't know. It just seemed like what she, what was she gonna do with the suit now? Too is she just gonna become corrupted and use the suit for her own gain now or is she gonna throw it in the ocean like that is kind of a big question i was left with yeah i agree i also didn't like the ending i don't know what would be better of like i mean you gotta you had to deal with adrian somehow of like if he is still out there then there really was no like closure i didn't really like the fact that she'd like I mean, it was definitely like poetic justice, I guess, that she like killed him with his own technology. And I did notice like right before this, the scene where she like cuts his throat is like the shot where he's like 
looking across the table at her empty seat and like it shows like her like kind of his point of view which I thought was interesting because it kind of like there are a lot of shots like that where she's like looking at something and there's nobody there but she kind of is like sensing that he's there and that was kind of interesting of like kind of paralleling that or like foreshadowing that she was in the suit of like him looking at sort of an empty frame of like and her not being in the frame but like her actually being there and like being right behind him and about to kill him that's good i didn't pick up on that i didn't i kind of had the same feeling you had silas of like i was left with a little bit of feeling of like well she killed him with his own suit she kind of like it was almost like she like became a little bit of like what he was yeah and i wasn't i don't know if that was intentional or not but i didn't I didn't have a good feeling about her at the end of the movie. Kind of the same. Like, yeah, she's, she feels safe now and she is safe now, theoretically, but it's almost like, like I said, what's she going to do with this shoot? She's yeah. already killed someone yeah, like she, he did. Yeah. She almost took, she almost took too much pleasure in it. Like, yeah. you know, a lot of times it's like a very, if that happens and, you know, in this situation you have like the abusive, like a lot of times if the abusive person ends up dying it's like more of a distressed almost like panicky like a relief but she was very much yeah like a relief but she was very like happy and 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 she took a little bit i think of pleasure in killing him you know you could say rightfully so but at the same time it does it now that you guys mention it it's like it does make you feel a little icky like just uh that that's not necessarily um, how I wish it would have I gone. think I would have maybe felt a little better about Like, I still wouldn't have liked the ending, but I think I would have felt a little bit better about it if she had given it to James and been like, destroy this. Because throughout the entire movie, like, James is very much like... Uh, and I did the other thing I didn't like about it was that she, like, corrupted him a little bit. Of, like, throughout the movie, like, James was my favorite character. Uh, partially, because of, <laughs> partially because of his triceps, yeah. but also because like throughout the entire movie, he's like very much like, um, he's the moral all, compass. He's the yeah. rock. Yeah. He's almost like a, a sort of like a foil to, uh, Adrian of like, he is always like, he's a good guy. He's trying to do the right thing. He's trying to protect people and he's trying and he's trying to, yeah, like be, uh, like help her out and protect her. And she like basically makes him like turns him into an accomplice of her murder of like making him be like, you didn't see anything like it was a suicide. And like she kind of made him into less of what he had been throughout the movie, but also like I think would have been better if she had given it to him and told him to destroy it because throughout the movie we like he's portrayed as sort of this like like he never he never really gets like corrupted like the worst thing he does is basically like get mad at her for thinking that she punched his daughter which is like to be fair is like totally valid of like he thought that she attacked his daughter his priority is like keeping her safe like the way he responded was like pretty much fair and as soon as he kind of figured out what was really going on he was like back to being on her side and so i felt like if she if she had given it to him and you would have trusted that he would have done the right thing with it. Um, but she kind of took it and it was kind of like, okay, like what is she going to use it again? I also, that was another plot hole I had is like, there's okay. This is, it was like very presumptuous of her to just be like, I have an invisibility suit. 
I can kill him and get away with it. Because like literally, first of all, you have video evidence of you being there. There, You have motive for killing him and the police know that invisibility suits are a thing. So it's like not like you would just like if that was coming up like and you were a detective, you wouldn't just be like, there's no way invisibility is part of this case. (laughs) Also, nobody kills themselves by slashing their throat. Yeah. Not that I've ever heard of. I don't know, but. I'm sure someone has, but. I would just be like, I don't know if I was the detective and I was watching the tape and I would be like, hmm, this seems fishy. Like, she shows up, she goes to the bathroom, he dies, like, kills himself, she returns, calls 911, and then, but she's not there when the, like, emergency services get there. Like, she's not there, distraught, trying to save his life. Like, she's just gone. What's the deal with that? Right? And of like, of course, they're going to track her down and be like, hey, uh, we see you were there. Where did you go? Like, what were you doing? Why didn't you try to... If they so, can find her. So you think she was going to take the invisibility suit and go on the run? I mean, that's a possibility. It seems more likely that she would just do whatever she wanted because, I mean, I think she's still the heir to his fortune. I don't know. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, that, that kind of on an unrelated note, but we have all, we've already alluded to um, how difficult, even if you are invisible... Like how difficult that would be. So I think that answers the age-old question of invisibility or flight. I mean, <laughs> flight is easily the best answer there. I mean, even if you're invisible, you're like, oh, I could, I could hear what people are saying about me, or I could, you know, sneak into places no one would know. No, but you just have to be crazy quiet. I mean, there's just a ton of stuff you have to consider. Flight. I mean, it's just awesome. It, it's to me seems like fun all the way around. So. Um, I'm all for flight on this. Visibility does seem to lend itself a lot more to nefarious purposes. I will grant you. I think I agree right. with you. Uh, all right. Anything else we need to talk about before we get into our official ratings? Let's do it. I'm out. I'm. Uh, does anybody in particular want to start? I can start. I can. Okay. Let's go. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, I mean, I already said over. It's it's definitely a solid eight for me. Um, I just, I, I was thoroughly enjoyable. I thought it had a great mixture of suspense, thrill, you know, that fear factor a little bit and just a ton of twists and turns that kept you guessing the whole movie. It's my review. David? Uh, I think I'm going to give it, I'll give it a 7.6. I was going to give it a 7.5. Oh. I know, I know, I'm like kind of breaking this the rule, the main rule of the show, or whatever. But look, here's the the purpose of the rule is to get accurate feedback on a thing's actual quality, and not just give it a seven to default. And I honestly thought about it. I was like, I can't give this an eight because it's not an eight. I can't go below a seven because it's not in the six range. Like it's good enough to be past that uh particularly like like the cinematography is really good it is suspenseful like it it is a good thriller uh but it just had some some holes and some some problems and just didn't quite get get there i think to like the next level 
Uh, I was going to give it a 7.5, but I'll give it a 7.6 because I think you guys persuaded me a, a little bit more of the quality of the movie. So I'm going to go 7.6, and I feel like this movie, I feel comfortable that this is a true a true 7, like 7 range. I mean, All right, Silas. Um, I gave this an 8 uh, because I still have yet to give a movie a 7, and I don't like decimals, but, um, you know, I like... I liked a lot of this movie. I liked the cinematography. Like I said before, I thought that was um, far above average. Uh, yeah, I liked the plot other than the couple things we talked about. I did like the beginning and ending. That also stood out to me. And the acting was fine. Uh, yeah, I think it's a I think it's an eight. And I was looking at the, the past movies we've done. And I've given the last... This will be the third movie in a row that I've given an eight. So... <laughs> But to be fair, we've seen a lot of good movies. We've been yeah, this, we have. A bit of a streak. so We're going to change it to no eights. <laughs> no, I think we're still good at sevens. Because eight, like, eight's a movie you, you go see. Yeah. You're like, oh, sure. it's an eight? That's good. Yeah. But, I don't know. We still might have to rename the podcast because it is getting a little bit... It's getting hard for me to be... Uh, to not yeah like try to be objective and consistent in my ratings yeah um would you guys rewatch this or what would the circumstances be for you to rewatch this movie i'd rewatch it with somebody else that's uh, what i was thinking <laughs> that's exactly what i was thinking yeah not a solo rewatch but a, a group yeah yeah partially because i don't like it's not necessarily my vibe for like uh like the kind of movie that i am like um you like sit down and turn on. You're like, ooh, what am I gonna watch tonight? Yeah, <laughs> ah, yeah. But yeah. if a group, were, I, was, I was with somebody or with a group of people, and they were like, hey, let's watch uh, Invisible Man. I'd be like, all right, that's cool. Yeah, um, good movie. But I don't know. Personally, I didn't enjoy it like a ton, but I did think it was a good movie. All right, you got trivia for us, Silas? Um, a little bit. It was shot in Australia. Hmm. Oh, very Not nice. San Francisco. Down under. Kind of weird. Um, it said the uh, the director was a fan of opening title sequences that like speak volume about the film. So oh. the, the whole wave is crashing on the rocks was supposed to give us some kind of message. I did actually. I wrote that in my notes. I was like, first of all, I was like, I'm already scared with like the the production studio credits opening up where there was like that one and it was like the horror house or whatever. I was like, I'm already scared, but I also did like the, like the waves crashing on the rocks. I was like, that's a nice like effect right there. All right. You got more trivia? Sorry. I kind of. No, yeah, that's good. Um, I guess kind of with the opening sequence, there's also like a music originally written for it, but then they decided, um, it worked better with just the waves crashing, which kind of I think we talk out a little bit about just the 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 silence and the the the, the sound design, I guess. Yeah. Uh, also, Army Hammer was originally one of the top choices for uh, mm. Mr. Bad Guy. The password. I don't know if you oh, go ahead. Uh, I was gonna say I don't know if you've heard about the stuff going on recently with Army Hammer, but seems like he could have fit the role pretty well. What's going on? You guys like What's the tea? There's like oh, tons of controversy about like him 
like implying that he is a cannibal and like like weird i mean i'm not gonna get in all of it just weird like creepy messages he sends to girls like like it's just like some weird stuff talk about how uh, yeah it's just weird so he would fit perfectly if that's how he actually which he would fit perfectly into like the psycho like boyfriend or or ex-husband type thing so uh, some strange stuff uh the password on adrian's door is 1933 which is the year the original invisible man was released huh it's kind of fun um also and i don't want to make i don't want to keep harping on this why is his name army hammer that just sounds just like arm and hammer <laughs> that like is his baking that's soda. his actual name his full name is is that's armand not, why? Who, who? It's a family name. I mean, is this? That's insane. That's so. Crazy. Yeah, his full name is Arm and Hammer. Oh my goodness! Oh, okay, I take that. I mean, that it makes it even worse. <laughs> but I was just like, when you, I don't know. I don't know who he is. I mean, I mean, I've heard his name and I, I know about the cannibal stuff. But other than that, I've never heard of this guy. That's kind of a cool name, though. Army Hammer. It's pretty. Armand Army Douglas Hammer. Hammer. His great god, his great grandfather, Armand Hammer, was a prominent tycoon and philanthropist who ran the uh, company Occidental Petroleum for many decades. No, no relation. Right, sorry about that. No, no relation to the company, yeah. apparently. No relation to baking soda. <laughs> All right, uh, are we out of trivia? We have more trivia. Yeah, I think we're good. I'm sure there's some other ones, but honestly, I didn't really come through it much before, so maybe. We're good. What should we watch next, ladies and gentlemen? Uh, do you guys have anything in particular that you are interested in watching? I do. Ooh. Yeah, I feel it like just I know. So what happens. It is. I, the, or do you want to take a guess? I think it's Madagascar. Oh no! Oh, really? I mean, I added that to the list. I think that would be a pretty funny I, movie to that, watch. I've but Madagascar before. It's funny. Okay. I mean, it's been years since I've seen it. But, we got uh, Silas. You don't seem too. <laughs> you don't seem too. Uh, enthusiastic about that option uh, i mean i'm sure a lot of people would be horrified by this but i have made it my entire life without seeing any of the madagascars any of the shreks and really any of the kung fu pandas other than oh, snippets gotta, of them at um taekwondo we gotta put kung fu panda yeah. on the list those movies are, the first kung fu panda is legitimately good yeah, if you're gonna, I was gonna say, if you're gonna watch, if we have to narrow it down between any of those, Kung Fu Panda gets my vote. But uh, the actual, my actual thought is because I saw a trailer for this tonight. Okay. Godzilla versus King Kong. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, I think mostly just because it's just because it's a new release. You know, I think that'd just be fun to watch. But I have no, as far as like good movie. Uh, capabilities my expectations are very low but i think that's like honestly but those kinds of movies almost are like right up my alley like that's the one side of like yeah let's go like weird useless action it's uh, we can, two we hours can. and 50 minutes look well, dude i mean come on how are you gonna how are you gonna compress two mega monsters into one movie i mean it's gotta be long it takes them <laughs> just, a long time just to get just it to seems get like that could I mean, be an hour yeah. and a half 
we can put that on the list, uh, but it says it doesn't come out till March 25th, which in podcast time or in real time will be coming out, but in podcast time is still several weeks away. <laughs> we're the timeline, the like timeline has been we're we're like we're like at that part in Endgame where it's like totally like there's multiple we're things branching right. off we've and like meshed. like we're already dead and we've traveled back to like there's all kinds of stuff going on here man but, I mean but so I mean realistically Endgame spoilers that there, could but. be the next that could be the next podcast movie that we review uh, we'd have to record it okay. later and then release it after this one which so. Okay. Might just make it more complicated for David. Let me. No uh, wait, <laughs> but it, it would, would be, it would be come a... out, wouldn't it? Yeah. Let me. So I have to think about the movie. Will be out by the time this episode. I do like. Right. I do like that like, whole. Let me movie thing. Let me look at the calendar and then think about how this would work for a second. Uh, nobody say anything, so this will be easier for me to edit. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So we can do, uh, okay, so we'll do King Kong versus, I think it's, what's it called? Godzilla versus Kong next in real time. That'll be our next movie. And then uh, we'll decide off off record, off, off air what we're going to watch next. And then we'll tell you that movie in the episode about Godzilla versus Kong, which I, but I feel like, that might not even happen because I feel like by the time we record that episode, there's going to be another movie that has come out that we're going to want to watch. <laughs> that is also going to. So I feel like we're going to. The timeline is just going to become further entangled. Yeah, we're going to transcend Endgame and get into like Back to the Future. Is Back to the Future more complicated? I can't. No. I can't think about the time travel uh, movie complexity right now. It's too Tenet. Much. Tenet. Yeah, we're getting into tenant territory. <laughs> Thank you, Silas. <laughs> we're like traveling backwards and forwards at the same time. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, next movie will be Godzilla versus Kong. Let's go. I'm so excited. Okay. I don't know why I've always loved Godzilla movies. I'm just. I'm All right, Godzilla versus Kong. That's a wrap. I'm gonna have to cut this somewhere. We're not really having a good outro tonight. You guys have anything else you want to say? Nah. All righty. Catch you guys next week. Peace.